Luke, I am your father. I am your father. You know what's funny is the voice of Darth Vader, he had a stuttering problem. So. So is our president. <laughs> hey! You don't have to be good at all. Uh, anybody can start a podcast. True. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it, and anybody can critique it, right? It's all, Well, that's just the nature of social media these days, right? Everybody's an expert. Everybody's everybody is a uh, is a critic. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone can do it better. Everybody, everybody. It doesn't matter, Luke. We are a year into this podcast. We've been doing it, and we've moved into the top one percent of podcasts. We've been having fun. Heard some weird stuff. We're one percenters, Nate. It means that we should, pro- we should probably get patched in now to the podcast yeah. podcast gang. Exactly. Where do you get your jacket? Where do you get your green jacket? Get our colors, come? man. Man, you can meet at the. Well, you meet at the ninth, ninth hole at midnight. How's the old nineteenth at nine? <laughs> Is it from Happy Gilmore? Where is? Yeah, you, yeah. Well, the you ninth at nine, the ninth at nine, ninth hole at nine, and they turn the sprinklers on. Yeah, I'll see you there. But the way it works on uh, Blurry Creatures is you meet out the giant mound at nine. Sasquatch comes and just takes you away. Yeah, as long as you so. don't get shot on the way out there. Did you see that bone I posted on our Instagram today? That giant femur that was found on a giant mound. No, I didn't see it. A giant, yeah. a giant you posted a giant bone on Instagram. I, th- I thought it was going a different direction. <laughs> I'm proud of you. It's a family show. It's a family you can't, show. You can't shake out the dude and the and the man. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means, but we're it's good though. <laughs> The history of our Earth is so different from what we can imagine. Enjoy the journey. The Smithsonian, that if they found out about a large skeleton somewhere, was to go get it. I'm going to assume at least one person is right, because if one person's right, it busts the paradigm. It all goes back to the fallen chair. And the problem with the modern-day church, they have a very truncated view of the supernatural. This backdrop that's just pregnant with all kinds of meaning associated with this Mount Hermon event. And this guy defects from the kingdom. That's a big deal. So welcome, Ark, from Destiny Lab. You're, uh, you're a man of many trades. You're uh we did a little research on you. We used to design costumes or creature costumes, and 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 uh, you have a hip hop group called Destiny Lab. That's your main thing, where you write about all the subjects that we talk about on our show, which is pretty cool. Um, and you send us this message, and I have to read it because this is just this is just, there's no better way to introduce this show, Luke. Uh, we could talk about anything you want. Uh, you said there is a clear connection between original sin in the garden and so many deceptions. We could talk about. Fallen Angels and the Nephilim, Evolution, Eugenics, Transhumanism, the Occult, Sleep Paralysis, DMT Elves, Alien Abductions, Cryptic Creatures, Ouija Boards, Channeling, CERN, Quantum Computers, the Hive Mind, Singularity, the Mark of the Beast, and the Antichrist. I'm like, if, if you send that message like that to us, we're uh, we're going to have you on the this show. This starts That's giving all. Nate the juice. <laughs> Nate yeah. starts getting the juice, and he's, and he's like, we'll yeah. just talk about all of it. So welcome to the show, Ark from Destiny Lab. Did we get any of that right, or do do we butcher some of that? That sounds about right. Okay, you know, uh, you know it all connects. So that and more. 
believe it or not. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started talking about these things, writing music about these things? Sounds like you've been in this game a lot longer than we have. Love to hear your story. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty old for doing hip hop. I turned 50 years old this year. So uh, I'm, I'm in your, your genre of the 80s guy. Me and Genetics, who's my partner with Destiny Lab, we're both... Uh, 80s guys so would you say yeah. would you Ark, would you say you put the hip in hip-hop hey uh <laughs> I, I was listening i was making hip-hop when it was still just called rap hey so. let's go <laughs> yeah but what but what made you want to rap about the nephilim and the giants and and the biblical the weird stuff in the bible basically well uh it started you know i i grew up uh in a christian home let me, let me lay the foundation here so it makes a little sense so I grew up in a Christian home. And so I, from very early age, I was a, a believer, but I was always uh, really into the weird and bizarre off the wall kind of stuff uh, into uh, aliens, creatures, Bigfoot, all the stories I wrote about at school were all about, you know, these types of things. So uh, all the books I read were about paranormal and mysteries and all these kinds of things. And uh uh, and then at a, when I was about 15, I decided I want to be a special effects makeup artist. And I just committed myself to making masks and prosthetics and all that type of stuff. So I had a, a full portfolio of, of uh, things by the time I got to high school. And another thing that happened to me just to, to kind of lay a foundation is when I, when I was 12 years old, uh, my brother and I found a satanic ritual site within about a half mile from my house. And there was like three dead cats that had been gutted. There was an upside down altar with a, a dead cat duct tape to it. There was all this kind of ritual writing, candles, all this stuff. And it was at this place where people would kind of hang out and drink and do that type of thing. And a, a kind of this entrance to a canal. And it just freaked me out because I was like, and we called the sheriff and he came out and gathered all the stuff. And he said, oh yeah, you'd be surprised. We, we gather this stuff on a pretty regular basis. Man. And, we're just, I, and it just freaked me out because I was like, wow, this is real. There's people that are evil out there, even in my small town that are doing this kind of stuff. And it just really kind of lit a fire under me to kind of expose that kind of stuff. And just kind of like, you know, from a Christian point of view, I always kind of like wanted to, uh, you know, uh, and my mom always told me, you know, you were named David after King David and you should go to battle, you know, head on against this kind of stuff. And so I always kind of felt like this, that I had a, a calling, so to speak. Hmm. And uh, when I went, when I got out of uh, high school, I moved to Los Angeles straight to LA to work as a special effects makeup artist because that's what I wanted to do. And the first movie I ever worked on was The Lawnmower Man. And so I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but it's all about merging mankind with machine using AI technology to download, uh, you know, uh, intelligence into a, a guy and makes him into a, like a god man, basically, through uh, technology. This also introduced me to transhumanism. Uh, I got deep into studying all these kinds of things and also aliens. Aliens was like my foundation because this is what I was creating. I was sculpting aliens, making them. Hmm. And I got kind of deceived for a while there. Even though I was a believer, uh, I started thinking, well, maybe these things are, you know, and angels in disguise and, and uh, there's got to be some sort of connection here. And this whole time I was also big into hip hop and I was making hip hop just for, with friends, just for fun. 
And, um, and then I started connecting the dots between the, uh, I started investigating evolution deception uh, and how that kind of tied into uh, the idea that mankind was evolving, getting bigger and better and moving toward this, you know, new eon of, uh, of humanity. And this is the same message I was hearing from these alien channelers, you know, because I was big into reading all these things about alien abductions, people who are contacting aliens. And then I also got into taking uh, uh, hallucinogenics because, I, like I said, I was on my prodigal son journey there a little bit. When I went to LA from a small town to LA, it was quite a, uh, quite a change in my, uh, oh, yeah. my everyday living. So I kind of went on a prodigal son journey there and I started going to Grateful Dead concerts, kind of exploring this whole, uh, new age kind of ideas that I saw there, but I felt the whole time that I was doing it kind of like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm an undercover Christian going in and this is how I'm going to like investigate this stuff or whatever. And in the end, I gathered actually a lot of really interesting information from that firsthand experience, seeing people doing these things, talking about these same types of things. And eventually I started putting all these pieces of the puzzle together. And I thought, man, there's got to be a way to expose this stuff. And around the same time, I found out there was this genre called Christian hip hop, which I didn't even know existed. And I started listening to a lot of Christian hip hop. And I was thinking, man, nobody's really talking about would you, would you things. say it was a new thing? Uh, no, Christian <laughs> hip hop been around for a while, but uh, hey. I would say it, it was uh, it was at that point uh, definitely starting to take off. And there were there were some pretty interesting uh, artists like uh, Shadow of the Locust, Dirt. He was a really good artist. I was listening to and mm. uh, some different different stuff like that. But nobody's really digging into the Nephilim or evolution or any of these kind of things that I had been studying. And I just felt like a calling. I felt like almost, uh, I, I went to see, I don't know if you know who Kent Hovind is, but he does creation yeah, uh, yeah. seminars. And I went to see him live. And he said at the end of the seminar, you know, what can you use your talents for to expose, you know, these types of deception? I thought, man, hip hop would be perfect for exposing evolution, all these, uh, you know, connections. And so I just felt like uh, convicted to do this. And I, and I never, like I said, I never had, set out to do i don't like necessarily being the center of attention or being on stage that type of thing i just made rap for fun with friends but i felt convicted that hey, if nobody else is doing this i'm going to start doing this and so in 2004 i officially formed the group uh destiny lab although i was talking about these kinds of things in the late 90s uh, with some friends and some other raps i was making but in 2004 i officially formed the group because i felt this is destiny. All these things have kind of pieces of the puzzle have come together to bring me to this conclusion. And I feel like that's why we're going to do this. And so I called genetics. Who's a guy I'd made music with for several years and told him all about this stuff. And we just really uh, went off and started making the music and, uh, and just, uh, you know, at first I thought I could be signed by some Christian label or whatever. Now I look back and think, how crazy it was to think that it was never going to happen uh, with the things we talk about. So we eventually went, uh, I, I went just uh, indie and, and independently released all our music uh, in CDs and whatnot. And we, we currently have four, four albums and a fifth uh, album. That's just collaborations and remixes uh, available now. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a long journey. And uh, so one of the things, so 
that's how I got into making music. So I'll stop there and, and before, before I keep rambling. Well, you know, as a Hollywood effects costume effect, we, we got to ask you, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Because that's what we ask everybody. And Patterson-Gimlin film. Let's talk about that for a little bit, right, Luke? That actually got some inside information on that. Oh, that's what I want to hear. The inside or yeah. something. Then we gotta then we gotta dive into Hollywood a little bit. And then I mean you kind of perked my interest with the aliens, but let's start yeah, let's start with Nate said. This is this is this is the way we yeah. we baptize people into blurry creatures. We ask them, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Well, I think I think it's a mixture of both. You know, I think it's definitely possible that there could be unknown creatures out there. You know, I know there's a lot of uh real reputable people who have had experiences and uh you know uh, if you're not there who, who's to say but i also think it's quite fascinating when you look into some of these people and you look it into their background of the, their interests and the things they were into before they got into or while they're into bigfoot uh you'll find that it's very similar to the alien experiences you'll find a lot of these people are all into kind of new age occult kind of ideas ouija boards uh, ghost hunting, uh, seances, just kind of this off the wall things that are doorways for what I believe are, are demonic entities. And I think uh, the demonic realm can wear many disguises depending on your belief system and where you come from. And I think they've changed these disguises throughout time. This is how we can recognize them if we look back in history as they look at the uh, the universalities of certain things and, and how to connect the dots there. But I think it's a mixture of, of multiple things, possibly of uh, possibly real things, possibly interdimensional uh, types of, of, uh, of uh, things and possibly uh, almost like uh, ghost entities or things that can, you know, come and, you know, appear or, or uh, appear and disappear type of thing. And, and, change their look depending on what you believe or want them uh, to look like your intent. And that's, that's not un- uncommon. I mean, I, th- I think that the, we have, we cover a lot of the experiences here, Nate, from Dr. Death Meldrum to, you know, to, to a f- firsthand accounts where we have people saying that Bigfoot disappears and Bigfoot, they shot at Bigfoot and he was gone and then he was there and then he wasn't there. And I don't mean to assume his gender. I'm just saying the Bigfoot itself <laughs> Mr. Bigfoot or Mrs. Bigfoot was there and then gone. And so there's all the, and I, I think that's, it's, it, I think you, you're onto something that we've been onto now 50 episodes in is that there's just a lot of weird stuff that happens around Bigfoot. And yeah, and it's not just Bigfoot. It's, you know, it's the Mothman. It's, you know, uh, even yeah. uh, Loch Ness Monster where uh, Aleister Crowley was doing rituals. You know, there's a lot of weird connections that, if you start digging into it, you start exposing these things and make you go, Hmm, why, why is, why are they into this too? You know? Right. Yeah. So what yeah, about, what about, lot. what about Patty? You, you kind of, okay. yeah, tell us so about Patty. Here, here's the third, here, third possibility is hoaxes. So, uh, knowing being a special effects artist and, and working with different people, I'm really good friends with, uh, a guy named Ed Edmonds. And he owns a company called Distortions Unlimited, which is the largest Halloween manufacturer of, uh, of items in the United States. And he's also a huge Christian and a huge believer and a huge fan of Destiny Lab, by the way. And, Checking uh, all the boxes. I, there you go. There you go. And I've, I've worked with him. I've sculpted a mask for his company a couple years ago. And uh, 
and met with him and his wife and, and had some really uh, good discussions. And he believed, and he has inside connections basically with a uh, guy, the Morris costume company uh, is supposedly the people that created the Patterson Gimli uh, costume. And there was an actual, I don't know if you've seen this, but they actually showed this on YouTube. They, they brought forth the guy who actually wore the costume, showed it side by side of him walking. And he looks identical to the walk of the, the original footage. And they all basically admitted that this was a, a hoax that they kind of put together. So it's kind of been exposed, to be honest. Um, but I, I just don't think a lot of people know about it or have seen that seen those videos and documentary oh it's 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 very controversial because jeff meldrum has the the casts of the of that day and so i think i think some of those guys are my take is some of those guys are being paid to say that they're being paid to say there's a suit but that's just my that's my take i guess that's a possibility i mean that is a possibility yeah somebody could but have you seen the guy walk that looks literally exactly like the walk i've seen all well people always tell us it's it's fake in a suit so i've looked into it quite extensively the weird thing is that she's it's a female and there's like muscle movement and And i don't think they ever deal with that that i don't think they ever ask that question that's one of my main questions i always had like what about the boobs yeah Yeah, right exactly i mean that's somebody it's it's good point it's controversial. I think there's a lot of guys. I mean, Jeff Meldrum would go into detail with you about Nate. Actually, he Nate's a believer. I just got to be honest. Nate's telling the line here, but he thinks it's real. Uh, Nate, no, I, I know you do. I well, it's one of those things. Like I, I spent more time on Bigfoot than anything else in this space. So that was just the thing that I obsessed about. So I watched all the there's there's probably like six or seven documentaries just on that film. So and Ark, I'm not. Uh, we're, I mean, we we we're, we're, we're tracking with you though. I mean, like there's there's a possibility people are saying that, and, and it. I, I don't know. I don't there. Until someone out comes out and tells us, or it's just like the whole thing. Until the aliens land on the White House lawn, where people are gonna are gonna are gonna end up on on one side or the other of this of this argument. It's difficult. Yeah, I guess I'm just going from my my friend and kind of believe because he knows these guys yeah. and. Yeah. and- so I, I guess I just took it for for what it was, but there, you know, no, it, like anything, it's controversial. It's two different sides of the story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've heard <laughs> we've, that's for sure, and it's like the alien thing. You know, people people think all kinds of things, and it's probably a mixture of both. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Heiser came on, and he said there was a podcast that they did like a four hour breakdown of this and interviewed everybody, and it's like you can you could do a whole podcast just on that film. It sounds like from all the things we've heard. But we, we can move on to some other oh, things yeah. because, uh, you know, obviously the list of things you said you wanted to talk about were pretty expansive. So what do you so you're in L.A. and you're starting to kind of have your uh, prodigal son moment. You were saying, I want to hear a little bit about just kind of what brought you back to realizing that, you know, life isn't. It sounds like you had a moment where you just feel like life wasn't just about having a good time. Yeah. There's there's a lot more. Sounds like a, stuff like a, going like a come to Jesus moment, right? Not a not ironic. Within the yeah. first year and a half that I was here, I had two cars stolen. I had my apartment broken into when I went home for Christmas. Um, I was paying a thousand dollars a month for literally a, a studio apartment in not the best of neighborhoods, and I just felt like, man, is this where I want to raise a family? Is this where I want to like 
you know, do I really want to get deep into this before I can get out, you know? And I just felt like, you know, from my experiences of, of work, I worked on two or three different movies and in some studios and just felt like, you know, it's fun, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I felt like I could, you know, start my own mask company. And so that's what I decided. I eventually got out of LA. I moved up to Portland when it was still slightly just weird in a fun way <laughs> instead of weird in a communist socialist way. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and I uh, moved up there and I started selling my work at the uh, Saturday marketplace in, um, in Portland, which is like kind of a famous marketplace downtown there. Every that's a weekend. great place to sell weird stuff. Yeah. Lots of weird <laughs> stuff. So that's where I sold my work for several years. And then I did mask making uh, uh, classes that's that's about it for many many years but uh um yeah that's how i got out of la but the way i got out of this deception was you know through investigating the connections you know i started investigating the alien connection seeing what these alien abductees were saying then i was investigating kind of occult type of things and and kind of new age kind of things and i and like i said i was going to these new age kind of gatherings grateful dead concerts and you'd see people talking about all these similar kinds of ideas of like you can be enlightened man we're all divine we're all gods all you need to do is look within you know yoga all these kinds of things and i began to recognize that sounds familiar i remember back uh in sunday school when they said how did serp the serpent deceive eve and she said if you in the serpent came to eve and he said you know, if you eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods. And this to me, like, was an epiphany because it made everything, all these things start connect. And I thought, that's what I've been hearing from all these people. And now, now that I've connected the dots, it's, it's incredible how many things are connected there. I mean, if you look at every single mystery school out there, whether it's, uh, you know, the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, the, uh, the uh, Kabbalists, the uh, Jesuits, the uh, Gnostics, all these people in one form or another be believe the original sin, which is Luciferianism. If you ask a Luciferianist, what do you believe? They don't believe in Satan or God. They believe that they are their own gods. And they'll tell you that, if, you know, that's what they believe. That's the the foundation of their belief system is, is they are their own gods. And so this idea has been repackaged throughout time over and over and over and over again. And I began to recognize this and I thought, Oh my gosh, you know, how can people not see this, you know, trying to, trying to connect the dots as well through uh, how evolution ties into this. If you go back to the people who invented evolution, they were really into weird stuff. You know, the, uh, the Huxley family who is the, the family that termed the was part of the whole eugenics movement in the early turn of the century. I mean, they're the ones that eventually uh, coined the term transhumanism to make eugenics a palatable thing because it became, you know, once Hitler came along, then eugenics kind of fell out of fashion because <laughs> he was basically doing the same thing. And so you'll find that all these people throughout time. And then, and then if you go to look at like these movements nowadays, you know, whether it's the zeitgeist movement, the secret, uh, what the bleep do we know, the burning man, the sacred chapel of mirrors, um, serious, unacknowledged, the spirit molecule, 
you know, all these things are teaching that exact thing that you are a God. You can be divine. All you need to do is look within. You don't need a savior. You don't need someone, you know, you're not a sinner. You need to, you know, forget all that and start accepting your divinity. And that's really what I believe is what we're seeing. And that's what I try to expose fundamentally in my music is this deception, this original sin deception, because I feel like this is one of the things that, that at least for me, made all these things make sense. And the digger you deep, the more inform, uh, the more information, uh, or the deeper you uh, dig, <laughs> the more information that connects. So it's pretty incredible how many things, and I basically yeah, I have all kinds of studies and information that I've gone through exposing that exact uh, deception, you know, whether it's the, uh, and these, all these different uh, occult documentaries and people that groups get together. If you go on and watch or investigate all these cults throughout time and look at the documentaries made of them, and there's a few dozen of them, like the wild, wild country and yeah. holy hell the commune, the source, prophets, pray, life and death of the pe people's temple, the family, children of God, all these things, all these uh, documentaries tell this exact story. These people brought in, convinced that they're divine, convinced that you're following some cult leader who can make you, who can act as a false Messiah and be the gateway to, you know, making you divine either through some sort of secret knowledge, rituals, or uh, some sort of works, you know, and that's, that's the difference between Christianity and all these deceptions is Christianity is based in grace. And it's the one thing that is set apart from all these deceptions throughout time. It's the one thing that is not based in works and looking within and becoming divine. And I think these are the demonic, uh, this is the demonic agenda that is trying to move us toward the idea of doing this with technology now. You know, they've tried through the occult throughout time, secret societies. Now the secrets have been exposed, you know, the cat's out of the bag with the internet. And I think it's, it's now moved to a new genre where they're like, okay, now we're going to shove it right in your face. We're going to, you know, not even try to hide it because, you know, that'll make people just scared and not want to investigate. So we've, you know, Luke and I have been having some private conversations about some of these things. And it seems it's building to a crescendo like it's just getting more and more obvious that there is a global cabal controlling everything. But then, you know, we've had some people send us links and stuff to videos of and there's this whole other spiritual side. And the hard part about doing a show like this arc is that, you know, you you don't know. There's just a lot of in this space. You don't know, like, OK, what what is this person's core belief are they going to come on and talk about spirituality you know so sometimes luke and i have to have these conversations of like we don't just want to bring anybody on our show because we do believe in the biblical narrative and we do believe there's a lot of deception out there but that we we've seen there are some people into this spiritual ascension that's coming right mm -hmm. do you believe mm -hmm. there's a, a sort of a covert group of of that satan is using and then there's going to be this spiritual thing that's going to come in and solve that problem because it sounds like it seems like we're being set up for some great solution that's coming but it's going to be a deception yeah well that's always been kind of the promise is this omega point you know this event horizon or or uh you know 
place where man turns to the golden age, you know, and we think we're told that in the ancient times, that's what there was this golden age and we've lost it. And then we just got to get back to that. And I think this just in a way, this is true because it goes back to the garden. God created us to be, you know, in this perfect sense and have communion with him just like Adam and Eve. And this is the story to all those people who say, why didn't God just, you know, show himself or make himself known? He's like, he did that back in the beginning with garden in garden of Eden. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, you know, I heard, I can't remember who you were talking about. I think it was uh, Tim Alberino where you're talking about the reason they got kicked out of the garden and you, you know, and there's, I think there's a little bit more to that story than, than what they, what you guys went into there, because, you know, when they ate of the fruit, what is the first thing that God, uh, and I have this note, let me pull this up just real quick, just so I know exactly what I'm saying. The first thing that God did after they ate of the fruit and kind of chewed them out, <clears throat> uh, he drove in Genesis 3.24 says he drove out the man and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed a cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Why was he wanting to guard the way to the tree of life? What, you ever thought about that? We yeah, we did. talked we about. We have it. thought about this actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe I missed that episode. We uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that's when we lost. You know, we, death was upon us because I mean, I think Tim went into detail, Luke, about being intrinsic, extrinsic, more immortality. Yeah, and then, I think the the gist of it, Nate, was that Tim hypothesizes that that the immortality you know, of the angelic realm and what, and what we were supposed to have before the fall, before death came in was by eating of the tree. It's kind of like the fountain of youth, I guess, idea. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. and so once we were, we had fallen and done the one thing we were told not to do that it was, we were now separate from, from the ability, you know, to, to essentially be immortal and, and to walk with God um, as, as Adam walked with God in the garden. And so that's inter- it's interesting. Um, Tim, I think, also hypothesizes that that Eden is really heaven, and then when Jesus is on the cross and talking about paradise, and that this is the place that's been prepared, um, and ultimately will be restored. Will be we will be as humanity be restored to the garden if we you know, if we believe on Christ. So I, that stuff's fascinating. I hadn't really thought about it in that sense. Yeah, and I, I was actually listening to Tim Matt yeah, no, to I, Tim Mackey because you know, that, that, that from the Bible Project talk about some of this stuff, which I thought was also fascinating. That, sure. that Satan and Lord Lucifer and and that God is God was the garden. That was his place, and outside the garden was the wilderness, and that was but the dominion and the domain of Satan. And so when we were mm. thrown out of the garden, we were tossed down to a place where. It was more or less where the where the the evil was, and that of course is where it is outside of the presence presence yeah. of God. There's a ton of metaphors there, and then you can jump into all this Eden stuff, right? Like the idea that the rivers flowed down from Eden and watered the entire land, and so maybe Eden was on top of a mountain. We've talked about the celestial waters on top of Mount Hermon, and you can rabbit hole like crazy on that. But but yeah, we have yeah. but go ahead. I mean, one of the things it's it's fascinating that there is a a flaming sword and a, and a guard for this place, and you know. Possibly is not just us, but also that rebellion in heaven, right? That that's now not allowed. Yeah. If you look at Psalm 80, 82 yeah, yeah. and the judgment of God on the on the council, divine council, you're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna die like men, which means there's no longer mm-hmm. access, mm-hmm. right? So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. I, I totally agree. I think you know 
it's it's the whole story in a nutshell in a way because he's telling us he's warning us he's giving this divine warning of like this is what satan wants to do he wants you to become trapped in your sin and then he wants you trapped there forever because that's what satan ultimately wanted to do i think is keep them in that garden but keep them in a sin state or basically out of the garden you know with still access to the tree of of life uh so they could through their own works or their own knowledge, then, you know, uh, become divine. And this is what throughout time, through Nimrod, through, you know, all of the secret societies through trans up to transhumanism is what I believe we're seeing is this exact same uh, storyline. And I believe the reason is, is because these people talk with these entities and I have a little bit of disagreement with, I know Tim, believes these are more uh, physical. I, I lean more toward the interdimensional realm. I used to believe it was more physical, but through time and, and just, you know, uh, kind of trying to connect all the dots and seeing how some things are universal and some things aren't and how many like little uh, twists and manipulations there are depending on what someone believes on how these things sort of show themselves. And part of my belief of why I lean more to the interdimensional is also uh, my study into the DMT ayahuasca realm, because I think this is very similar as well as a sleep paralysis connection. Uh, if you study the sleep paralysis connection, people like Joe Jordan, who's collected over 500 uh, testimonies of people that have suffered from sleep paralysis for sometimes decades at a time, almost every one of these people before they started suffering from this thing, uh, had some sort of connection with playing with some sort of uh, doorway that opened themselves up to this. Not everybody, but I would say almost everybody had some sort of connection, either in the occult, playing with Ouija boards at some time in their life, um, some sort of doorway that they gave permission for these entities to work. And I think Satan doesn't really create anything. He just twists and manipulates all the things of God and inverts them uh, to glorify himself and glorify mankind. And I think his whole goal, going back to the beginning with the fallen angels, where he started interbreeding with the uh, daughters of men, we, you know, the goal here was basically to pollute the bloodline of the Messiah. You know, he knew that you know, these fallen angels knew the word of God. They knew no prophecy. They know that the Messiah was come to, supposed to come from the pure bloodline of Adam. And if you go back and you fought, and that's why all these endless genealogies are in the Bible, because there's actually real important meaning to that, because it's telling you that God or Jesus did come from the direct genealogy of Adam. And I think at one point it got down to where there was actually only like one person left that passed on that bloodline. Um, and we did a podcast. I do a podcast as well with my brother called uh, Digging for the Truth with Ark and Neo. And we've talked about a lot of these different uh, subjects in depth. And uh, we've gone over that, that once before. And it's, it's really weird. And so going back to Joe Jordan, what's he's, what he has found is once people recognize these things as demonic, rebuke them and take authority in Jesus' name, that these things leave. And they don't return. And uh, not, you know, like I said, this isn't 100% of the time across the board, but it's enough to where he has hundreds and hundreds of testimonies of this. 
And I'm not aware that there's any website out there of testimonies of, of Buddha that saves people from sleep paralysis and alien abductions or Muhammad or Krishna or any other name. It's possible that that's is happening, but I'm not aware of anybody who's collected those testimonies or seen that. So, you, so do you do you think that they're being taken though? They're taken in spaceships. I don't. I don't. I, I think it's possible, but I have never seen any evidence for that. That of concrete, like somebody like, hey, I'm getting probed. Let me grab a probe, shove it in my pocket. Let me get my camera phone. I mean, with the amount of cameras there are out there nowadays. The people that are being abducted sometimes go through this for decades, right? So with the amount of how cheap it is to set up a, a you know, night vision camera in every portion of your house, I would think someone at this point would catch somebody floating through a window or something and not have it be kind of cheesy hoaxy. So well, I mean, it's I lean toward well, no. Well, it's crazy because you can't even capture a, a photo of Bigfoot because they seem to have some sort of paranormal ability to stop trail cams and do all sorts of things. So if Bigfoot can, can keep himself from being recorded, how much more could these entities be? The weird thing is arc though, is, is, is how come people are describing the same thing happening? I mean, what's the, what's the point of the deception of being the story of that? They're being taken up in spaceships. All of these people are saying sort of the same thing. That was Tim's argument is that thousands of people around the world, and then people do see they do see uh, UFOs over people's houses. So I mean, that's it's it's difficult. I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think if you go back through time, if you look at the earliest uh, accounts of alien encounters, abduction scenarios, what were these aliens telling people? They were saying we're from uh, Venus, we're from Mars, we're we're from uh, the moon. They you know they used to tell the, that there are Quakers on the moon that lived on the moon. And uh, Zeta, you know, in, in these areas within our own understanding at that given time. And then as ch- time changed and we decide, oh, there's the big universe is much bigger. And evolution is true. Once evolution was introduced and people thought where there's water, there's life. All of a sudden, these entities are from Zeta Reticuli and, you know, the Pleiadians and from all these distant far galaxies. So I think that their story has changed throughout time. And I think it changes depending on someone's belief system as well. You go to people that live in like Great Britain or England, they'll describe more Nordic beings a lot of times that actually even speak with an English accent and, you know, uh, and people that are more into, uh, you know, the, the alien gray, you know, American kind of things, you see the alien grace. And I'm not saying it's absolute. I don't know. You know, <laughs> there's no way for me to be able to tell, but from my perspective of studying all these different things and seeing the subtle differences. They're the same, but they're subtly different. You know, people describe these entities and they're just always just, uh, you know, not always wearing the same costume. They're not always have the same insignia, but sometimes they do, you know, sometimes they do have like an occult type of snake pattern or some sort of a Masonic almost pattern. And so, I mean, it's almost like it's something that is changing as someone is, you know, this whole idea of uh, that of parallel universes and they, that what we believe is created at that exact exact instance that we're seeing things, you know, if that's true, if there is literally reality being created as we're experiencing it, then these things could be morphing and changing depending on you know someone's beliefs and how they're interpreting this. And if you go into the like I said, the DMT and ayahuasca realms. 
it's really weird because it's almost even more realistic, the stories that they tell than any alien abduction experience you're going to ever see. These people start interacting with these entities before they even take ayahuasca many times. There's been many people describe once they set their, bought their ticket to Peru, just to go and set their intent to go take ayahuasca, all of a sudden that night they start being visited by these beings in their dreams and preparing them before they ever even go there. You know, and then when they go and take this, the actual ayahuasca, they interact with that same being that they were having dreams with, you know, and they call them by name and they, they say, oh, I was talking to your friend who was here a few months ago and he had this interact, you know, so it's, it's literally like they're going to another realm and literally interacting with real entities of some sort. But are they really? Because you can take camera and the person's right there. They don't actually leave. But the things that they describe, they, they, would, they would say, I mean, it convinces atheists to become believers in some sort of, you know, supernatural all the time. And so it's, it's something so powerful and I have no personal experience in it, but it's something so powerful that it, that it convinces these people that this is an actual realm of some sort, not just somebody high on drugs and, and all, on, all in their head. So I don't know, man, it's, it's really strange. And all these things, I think there are connections because the reason I, I believe there's connections is because they tell the same story. When you interact with the, the, D, the DMT, elves when you interact with a seance when you have a ouija board when you do a channeling experience they tell you the same thing they have an anti-christian message first of all they want to tell you that the bible is not real that jesus was misunderstood that he's just a, a new age avatar and that uh we can all just become divine just like jesus all we need to look within and the same old lie and it's been repackaged through, you know, like you're talking about this Omega point or people trying to push toward this idea. This is the age of Aquarius. You know, let's get rid of the fish God. Let's usher in the water bear. Everybody do the, uh, the water bucket challenge so we can pour water on your head and do this a big occult ritual without people knowing it. This is trying to usher in the age of Aquarius in my mind. This is, uh, you know, it's just like the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, say their name, say their name. These people believe in African voodoo, which talks about repeating the names of the dead, which makes them rise up and indwell the people that are there. They give out libations before every pouring out, um, you know, liquid water as libations to the dead before every meeting and every uh, get together. You know, these people are a spiritually charged group and everything around us, I believe, is being spiritually charged in the same way. You know, it all goes back, back to we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know, but against these principalities. And that's what these principal, principalities are. All these things we're discussing, what they are, how, how they do these things. I think they're all the same things, but they have to take on different forms and they've changed, they've changed their ideas throughout time. They used to be the elves and gnome, gnomes when people used to believe in elves and gnomes, you know. It's it's just kind of the same story, just subtly changing. That's that's what I see. Ark, I, I think that's it's interesting. I think one thing you said kind of resonated simply with me is that is that the Luciferians, the, essentially the the Satanists, they don't really worship Satan, right? It's this it's this turn it inward, which is essentially the antithesis of the gospel, right? Because we are told yes. to die to ourselves to. Yep. 
especially to resist our flesh and that our heart is the wellspring of all evil. And yet, and that's what the gospel says that we're supposed to, we're supposed to be transformed by, mm-hmm. by, by Christ. And, and, and it's interesting. I just haven't thought about this in the, in the simplicity of this. The enemy being not a creator, as you said, and being a counterfeiter has just told you, no, look inside. The answer's inside of mm-hmm. you. You can be a God. 666 is the number of man. Yeah. We are all gods. Like The answers are inside of you, which really is the antithesis of the gospel. It's a half truth. Well, it's the the- it appeals to the truth inside of us. Yeah, but it's the antithesis of the gospel, right? If we are inherently yeah, fallen exactly. and evil and we are not... We are not only, the only things we do good are through Christ, as Paul would say. I do nothing apart from Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Then the antithesis is that uh, that I it's self worship. It's like love yourself. It's all the things. These messages we hear subtly yes. throughout this thing are really just saying that you, the answer is inside of you and you. And we know the heart is the wellspring of all evil. And I, I think that's interesting because it's the, it's the idea. It's the flesh versus spirit, right? And the enemy, instead of saying like you're gonna you know, worship Satan, which I think in a lot of places at the extremes that does happen, but really like the gateway is like oh the answer's inside of you. It's this Eastern, this yoga, the, all this stuff that says that you can find that inside of you and Kundalini. yeah, it's fascinating. I hadn't, I hadn't. It's very simple, but also like I think as Nate and I have gone through this journey, you you realize, and we've said this a hundred times. I probably said it a hundred times, Nate. That there are no new. There's no new. No new lies it's the same lie it's just repackaged Nothing's new under the right sun. solomon said that it's just it's just the deceptions they just they just change the packaging it's the same lie it's the same deception yeah. it's just they just, exactly. they just change the packaging well i was gonna say the weird thing about christianity is that you know i think of the story of peter walking on water right like he has this moment where he steps out on the boat and he starts walking but the moment he takes his eyes off of christ he sinks right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, we can do things, but it, it only comes through the power of, of Christ. We can't, exactly. you know, when we start to think about ourselves and, oh yeah, you know, I could become my own Christ. And I do see this new age thing creeping up. I see a lot of people sending us stuff and it smells like that. I'm like, I don't know. It smells fishy. That smell. That's, that's, it's, it's not only smells like that. It's the foundation of all they believe. It's the root of everything they know. And if you, if you dig into this thing and the DMT or what these people, these entities will tell you and what the teachers and shamans will tell you, they'll say, resist nothing. You know, whatever you do, do not resist these entities, no matter how scary it gets, no matter how much you feel like you're going to die, embrace that death, jump into the abyss, let the serpent swallow you. You know, they'll tell people these things that you must embrace darkness. You must embrace this evil in order to get to the light and what they're really doing is allowing i believe as a don't a demon they're opening a doorway to a demonic presence who has the ability to remember these were once fallen angels they have the ability to create ideas like artificial healing the idea of healing someone or making you see the future telling someone you know about their long last grandma you know, these are the familiar spirits of old. They're called familiar spirits because they're familiar not only to you, but your entire lineage of old. They can tell you where your grandma, you know, hid her will or whatever and come out with real convincing things. They can convince people they have past lives. But what's fascinating is, you know, nine times out of 10, when one of these people goes back and observes their past lives, they're like a pharaoh 
or a king of Egypt or king or queen of Egypt, Cleopatra, Alexander the Great. They're always these huge, you know, ego driven people. And, uh, and yeah. this is what you find with the DMT. The DMT realm tells you the same thing. Mother Ayahuasca tells you, you know, let the serpent swallow you, embrace the darkness. And then once you get over that point, then you will see the light. And I think this is, you know, like you said, it's the antithesis of the, of the, of the gospel message. We're supposed to die to ourselves. We're supposed to be servants of God. And we're supposed to embrace the Holy Spirit to come within us. We know this inherently through our creation, creator God that put this within our souls to know these things. And so that's why these things are familiar and tempting to people within the new age who say, wow, this, this is right. Yeah, this sounds so right. It sounds so good because it's kind of a half truth in a way, but it's a complete twist on the opposite to embracing yourself and giving all glory to, to yourself instead of uh, giving glory to God. So that's kind of a good transition into what is coming, some coming deceptions, because it seems like we are building up to some something. We're in a pressure cooker right now in society. What yeah. what about this? Um, mm-hmm. And I and I've always sort of resisted end times theology. Um, I have to be honest that not until recently, the last couple of years, when I start realizing there's a war, it's been going on, it's been raging, that. I kind of went back and and gave some of that that prophecy stuff a, a second look, but I was I was skeptical for a while, just because I didn't see it. I didn't see I didn't see this part of the Bible. And once you see it, you're like, man, you got to get in there and get in the fight because this is real. What's coming in your mind? How do you think it's happening? Because because a lot of people send us things, and to be honest, it gets a little. You read some of it, and it just sounds hopeless. And it's like, where's the hope in all this? Like how. Are we all going to be deceived? It just sounds like sometimes everyone's got theories. Everyone has ideas. It gets wild. But I think what you've been saying this whole time is that the main deception is you're going to you're, they're going to be offered to become godlike. That seems to be what is going to be presented to humans. Well, it's like the original. Become, there's the original thing presented, right? It's it's the back yeah, back to yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah, the original sin presented. Yeah. All throughout time and being the end game deception. But, but we yeah, won't. So but we won't know it. It will be a repackaged probably in a different way, right? Like, subtle. I think so. Yeah, I think it's it, it. It could combine the alien deception in some way. I believe it could be as simple as this. It could be as simple as through something like CERN or the Large Hadron Collider or through quantum computing technology that they somehow <clears throat> tap into this realm, this other dimension where they can actually access these entities who will present themselves, I believe, as the, the, uh, the enlightened masters, you know, they could present themselves enlightened masters or the, or the aliens who created us, right? Millions of years ago, planted our seed like panspermia, like so many people believe, um, show themselves in any way, shape or form. They could just basically create a device uh, you know, this big black box, imagine a Ouija board in disguise, basically, uh, that is disguised as a quantum computer technology that's telling us, oh, this is really high tech stuff that's tapping into other dimensions. You, you don't know how it works. We don't even know how it works, but it's technology. Trust us. And we're, we've tapped into this other dimension. We're talking to these beings that are way smarter than us. They're going to save us from every problem we have here on earth and we're all going to become divine as well they're going to teach us how to do that but the first thing we got to do they're telling us is to remove this old dogma these old 
Christians. We got to do away with them, first of all, you know, and there's many people within the new age who have laid this foundation to get rid of Christians or even explain away a kind of rapture type event. You know, the idea that, you know, the old age has to be done away with and the new age has to become, has, has to be uh, born into the future. They got to somehow get rid of us. So in their mind, I think if, and, and I, it's not that I believe in a pre-trib, I, I'm like a wait and see tribber. I used to, I was raised as a pre-tribber. Now I kind of lean post-trib, but I'm more like wait and see trib because I think it could be anything. I think it's a mystery for a reason. I think uh, if they, if there wasn't a rapture type event, that they would be able to convince those left behind that we are now, we were the chosen ones. Yeah. You know, these people that were taken away are the people that live, believe in this old dogma and our alien brothers had to take them to another planet until they were evolved enough to, to move past that old belief and, and they'll deal with them accordingly. But we, we who are left behind, we are the chosen ones. And that's how they would repackage that. First, they got to get rid of all the old Kirk Cameron films of left behind. So no one, no one has the key. <laughs> and the- <laughs> <laughs> because they, yeah. i mean they find that right yeah, you put that v, put that vhs in there and you realize this is what's going on here everybody got everybody Dude, got raptured thank you kirk cameron yeah well i mean i mean the best explanation i've heard about all that is that like the israelites endured some of the plagues of egypt right so mm. it would make sense that we probably endure some of it but i don't think we're gonna go through all of it what well, was the revelation um, talk about like the five virgins that that get to go in and then there's the five that don't that have to stay out. And so I think that is sort of it, it prophetically. I mean, you can interpret how you want that. Maybe it's middle trip. Maybe everybody was wrong. Maybe it's the middle. Maybe and like Nate's saying, you have the first. You get you gotta you know deal with the beginnings of it, and then God comes and but I, and gets you. But I do think you're right. I do think there is this. They have to lay groundwork for this deception as well with the, what it could be the rapture and and all tied into the end. Because and not even that they know. That's why I think they create multiple deceptions. And I, I think I think it all. Yeah. I think it really They're flying plays blind in, sometimes. Yeah, and transhumanism has to play into this, right? Like that's part of the divine. It's the idea that yeah that they're going to give us the technology to plug ourselves in, and you know it's the no doubt. it's it's the we're gonna we're gonna elevate you to the next level, and this is how we're gonna do yeah, it. The, the hive mind. You're going to plug into the hive mind. We're going to allow you to live forever. And it goes back again to the garden. We want you to live forever trapped in your sin. And there's a lot of new agers that teach that, um, you know, we're in heaven right now. They just got to create your own reality. And, you know, through the secret, you can, in the law of attraction, you can create heaven here on earth. You know, the 1111 group or the people in the 2012, there's lots of groups that get together literally at ley lines all over the world that's at certain times throughout uh, the year and do like uh, ritual movements that are all at the exact same time because they think if we can all just mm-hmm. think the same or move in the same way or or just become as one you know you hear that a lot one world one people this this is all goes back to the one world agenda in the end times i think you know it plays on our emotions like yeah we're all one race well, one people are trying that, you know you're right i mean i was just thinking about john john lennon's imagine song the other day mm-hmm. of how that seed's been planted in us long ago with some of these guys like imagine all the world no wars you know everything's going to be great so i think there's a pressure cooker and they're creating this huge problem and then there there's going to be this solution that sweeps in 
It just seems that way. It just seems that yeah. this this spiritual, oh, we're going to bring all this healing. We have all this this disease and we're all dying. What? We got all the you can upgrade to human 2.0 and you will not get coronavirus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like it's Babel 2.0 too, right? It's the it's the bringing of all the nations together yeah. underneath the, the the second coming of Nimrod or what would be the antichrist, the the antithesis, the yeah, the antithesis of, of the Messiah, and then you have these people with essentially they're getting together the war with God, right? They build, they're building a ziggurat or they're building a stargate or whatever you want. Whatever you think that Tower of Babel was, mm-hmm. it's again nothing is new. It's just going to look a little different, but it's the same idea. It's yep. the whole idea that there's going to be a one world government and a one world currency, and all the nations are together, and they're all going to be led by this this man who became. A mighty man, right? He became the Nephilim, yep. and I think we're I think we're going to mm-hmm. see it all over again. And and again, I think I beat this dead horse, but Christians are going to be deceived because they don't know what's in their Bibles. And I think the yep. most important thing I think we can do, and and this goes back to what Nate was talking about the, at the top of the hour, and I believe at least is that the hope is is that we know how it's written and we know how it ends, right? And the hope is in Christ. And while there may be a lot of exactly. things for us to to weather and storms for us to weather and go through. And this is going to get, you know, it's going to get way worse for it gets better. We know how we know what happens. We know who wins, right? Well, some of it's just hard Luke, because some of these guys think it's going to be so deceptive that you're going to sign on the dotted line. You're not even going to know, even if you're a Christian. And so part of me just goes like, when, when do you think you convert yourself over? When do you think you cross the Rubicon? When do you think you you've gone too far? Cause some people say, you know, just this new financial system that they're going to present to you is enough. If you take their money, you're done. You're out. And I'm like, well, I mean, don't we use, like, the beast's money currently? Yeah. Where do you draw the line? How do you – it, like it seems like a genetic thing in my mind. It seems like there's some genetic thing that's got to change. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. I think, you know, the dis- discovery of – uh, DNA, you know, and then of course things like CRISPR and and changing the DNA sequence. I think if this starts happening, and children are being raised with that are super children, basically, you'll be looked at if you don't change your child as a uh, bad person. You know, you're a child neglector. You, you don't want your child to be a super person. You know, you don't want them to live forever. How dare you? Mm. We're gonna take your children away from you. You crazy Christian, you know, anti-vaccine type person, you know, it's there. We're setting the stage now for who are, you know, the Hegelian dialectic, you know, us against them. And they already have the predetermined solution that they want to feed us, you know, and it's basically, I I got a song we came out called order out of chaos. And that's basically what they're trying to do, Uh you know, present this chaos. So then they can bring the order to us and set the record straight and, and, you know, bring peace to the world or whatever. But I think this is going to be a false peace. This is going to be a huge deception. And they're probably already, if they are tapping into these dimensions, working with these entities already. And we know that they work with these entities already, already just through channeling. And so that's why I don't think it will ever even be technology that'll do this. It'll be technology in a disguise Matt, like I said, a, a Ouija board in the skies. Yeah, I got this big black cube that looks like a fancy quantum computer, but really it doesn't, it's not even plugged in. It's just a Ouija board that you, you know, put your fingers on and starts speaking uh, through these mm-hmm. other realms, you know, mm-hmm. through these entities. Who knows? It wouldn't have to be 
that fancy for people to believe it. All it would have to do is bring the end result. And people, I think, are, will become desperate enough that they'll grasp onto that in it. If it, if it, it's able to uh, cross the lines and bring sort of the false unification of religion, like you know, we see within the Catholic Church, them already trying to do with the Pope, trying to unify religions, bring about a one-world type of belief system. Then, yeah, it's, it's it, the people that are mainstream uh, Catholics and and you know. Uh, talk the talk Christians, I think are going to be deceived in mass. And I think it's going to be the people that are on the fringe the people on the outside that are, you know, considered the crazies who are actually going to really, uh, you know, be the ones that pass on these, these truths. And, um, and I, I, you know, I've got, (laughs) I've got a lot of songs that talk about all these exact type of subjects. So, it's, it's really interesting because it's, it, it all kind of connects back. And uh, um, I think it's going to be a, a deception. Like the Bible says, it's if, if uh, the elect could even be deceived, you know, if the days weren't cut short. And so that tells me it's going to be very, very convincing, which is, you know, it's a, it's a dire warning, but it's also a good thing. You want to tell somebody this, you want to tell someone, Hey, it's going to get bad, you know, that way you're not just, you know, sitting on your hands and, and just keeping your head in the sand and not knowing about these deeper things because it's too scary or too, uh, too much yeah. for you. Um, you know, we've got to be able to face these things head on. And, you know, this is the reality we're given. You know, this life is a blink of an eye compared to eternity. So even if we got to be taken out, I, I want to be the head of the spear, man. Put me at the head of the spear. I want to take this, these things on like David against Goliath. Mm. I mean, these are the things that I feel like we're called to do if you're into this kind of stuff. It's like you've got to be willing to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, talk the, not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think as this show's barreled on, Luke, I've felt, you know, we've crossed some of these these creeks where I'm just like, man, I, I'm not going to be the same after this episode. That I just heard some things that are just harder to hear than I, the hard, some of the hardest stuff I've ever had to hear in my life. And on this show, I think we're we're going after the truth. And once you realize, Ark, that, you know, when you keep going, eventually you're starting to become a threat. And then it gets heavy. And then you might have a spear thrown at you because... Uh, you will. Yeah, I, I think what I'm hearing is, is it reminds me of John the Baptist, right? These wild men on the fringes coming out of the desert and they're crying out in the desert and leading... You know, bringing that truth, preparing the way, and this time is for the second coming of the Messiah, right? It's the, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm hearing, right? And we know how John the Baptist ended. I mean, it's ended up with his head on a platter. And that's not the, not the ending we hope for ourselves at all. But I think that the idea, just that metaphor in there, that like that there is going to be the fringes that are going to be these guys, you know, eating locusts and wearing their own camel skins and that in. In metaphor, but are, that are are the forerunners that are are proclaiming the truth and saying this is the deception. Mm-hmm. But here's the truth: is that is that Jesus is returning and he's coming and he's coming, and don't be yep. deceived, he's coming, right? And I, I do think that in a weird kind of metaphor way that like there that some of the the truth is going to be is going to come like that at some point, right? When when you're when you we all become outsiders in some ways we are. Yeah. 
Just a kind of a that's that's uh, a light that went on. It's like I was thinking of John the Baptist. Yeah, we we got to keep, keep focused on the eternal and and be willing to to pay the price. I mean, just like all the the apostles did. That doesn't mean that we are going to have to suffer some horrible death, but we should be willing to for Christ. You know, he, he died for us, and that and that may be you know. And there's a lot of people throughout time who are believers, and people have been persecuted throughout time, and we will face persecution. I think the big thing is. Uh, defining persecution from God's wrath. We will not face God's wrath, but we will, we will and do face persecution. Yeah. We always have. And so uh, that's, that's not going to change. I mean, no matter what, even though we have it probably the best place on earth here in, in America still, but you look over the globe and places like China and, and other areas, people are being killed for their faith in, in Jesus. hundred percent. Probably every day. Yeah. You know, so we had a we. This isn't anything. We had a woman uh, named Christine Kane who came and spoke at our church, and she was she told the story. This reminded me of what you were saying about how she went over to speak. The pastors in China, the underground church, had had to come over and speak to them, and they said, "We don't we don't know how to lead. Like all we really are able to do is teach our teach our disciples and our our, our, our you know the, our congregation how to." How to witness to their prison guards as they're led to their execution. This is this is what mm-hmm. they this is what they said. And so then I think it's sobering to remember that there are still on this planet right now, there are Christians that that are going to their death for their faith. And these pastors are saying the best we know how to yeah. do is is and it reminds me of Paul. Like, you know, Paul, we talked to Nate about this this week. Nate and I had a con- yeah. talking the other night about, you know, what if they lock us all up? Well, maybe we'll, just like Paul, we need to preach to our prison guards, right? And I, I and I don't know that's going to be that extreme. I know that's a big, it's, but at some point it's coming. It's coming. Like we're going to be persecuted. It, it, it doesn't, you yeah. know, it's. And God and God will be with us each step of the way. You know, it reminds me of Kent Hovind, who was put in prison for seven years and uh, being one of the biggest creation evangelists out there and changing millions of people's hearts and mm. minds toward the truth. Mm. And I believe this was the sole purpose. He was put in prison. Because they, you know, they ended up finding his case was just a bunch of nonsense. But during that time that he was in prison, he left, left led hundreds of people to Christ. Mm. So, you know, whatever point that we're put in, God's going to be with us. And we, we've just got to be willing to take that step and, and know that this, like I said, destiny is a way to put it. You know, hey, we live in each moment day by day and know that, uh, you know, Christ is with us eternally and whether this be the day that we die or we live to be 120, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's a blink of an eye compared to eternity. So we, you know, when you live for the eternal, when you know your reward is waiting in heaven in full, it's, it's, uh, I think it becomes a, a little easier to handle. Well, I have, a, I have a few thoughts on this episode is that, you know, there's a deception for everybody, you know, there is a deception for all groups Everyone who thinks they've got the truth, they got the the truth cornered. We're good over here, you know. Like we're the woke, we're the woke crowd, and we understand, you know, what's good for humanity. There's a deception for you, and there's a deception for the other side too, right? Like put your faith in this one, this one guy that's going to be president, and he's going to change everything. And it's like we're all kind of being deceived, right? Because we're all kind of looking for these events. And I just think that, like the other day, I was talking to a couple friends just about just like flat earth stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, <laughs> if an angel came out of the wall and said, the earth is flat and then left and be like, yeah, probably because I, <laughs> because I believe so many lies, I don't know anymore, you know, 
Yeah. But and I th- well, and I I think that's part of the deception is muddying the waters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's, it, Le- it's Leviathan, right? It's the chaos. It's the chaos. It's the chaos. Yeah. It's the chaos. It's the, the Satan is the is the Lord of Chaos and the Lord of the underworld and the Lord of Chaos. That's that's what the Bible's very explicit about that. So continue, Nate. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just want to point that out. Well, I'm just in this state of like, I, it's like Jesus is forcing me for the first time. I mean, I've known the stories, and I and I as a young kid, I accepted Christ, but it's not till now I'm 40 years old where I'm like, it's like water in the desert like i have to go and like i don't know what's true anymore jesus tell me tell me what's true because it's insane out there and i don't i don't even you know this guy is supposedly a good guy turns out he's he's he he, you know you they turn up something and you're like wow i thought that guy was saying some good stuff and then and turns out maybe 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 it was all the deception all of the lie and jesus even says that you know many will come in, in my name and so as Christians, you know, and that was something I want to talk about is before we go is that do you think a lot of people are worshiping the Jesus, but it's actually the Antichrist right now, currently thinking that they're they're worshiping um, in some of these big systems, like especially in parts of the Catholic Church where it's like this is just a massive, yeah. huge structure. Like, I mean, when they when they're saying their prayers and they're going through their motions, you're just like. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people deceived. I mean, there's a lot of people that just, like you said, going through the motions um, and that, that are just completely blind to the true gospel message, you know, yeah. and and, uh, and they could go to church for 30 years and just still not get it if they're not, if they're not living it, you know, and uh, it's not just a, you know, a social club. And I think that's how a lot of people, unfortunately, and families have, have looked at it in, in many ways. And you've got to actually apply it to your everyday life. You got to live it. You know, you've got to, you know, teach it to your kids. And and I mean, unless unless you're living it, unless your kids are seeing it, they're not going to believe it. You know, so yeah. I think that's fundamental to to walk the walk and uh, apply it to your everyday life. And when you're going through troubles, approach it from a biblical perspective. Go to God first. Be in prayer. You know, read a chapter a day. You know, all these things apply, and um, and feed us. Feed, feed that spirit and also you know um you know when we're when we're willing to dig into these things and you and you walk uh know that you're covered by you know put on the full armor of god basically before you go into this stuff i don't think digging into a lot of this stuff is for everybody and i don't think everybody should necessarily dig into the stuff because without a proper foundation you can be very lost and nowadays especially these subjects have become so muddled things like the Nephilim, for instance, if you go back 10 years ago, when people were very 10, 15 years ago, people were very rarely making YouTube videos about the Nephilim. A few people were, but, and most of them were pretty biblically sound because these people were studying it from a biblical perspective. Nowadays, man, almost I'd say three quarters of the videos are disinformation about, you know, giant bones and mud fossils and, you know, thousand foot giants, all the stuff that's like, to me, like, it's just a bunch of fairy tales and we've got to, you know, we got to keep it reasonable within a line of, um, of truth. Otherwise we're just deceiving people. People imagine somebody who's brand new and they hear about the Nephilim. I'm going to look and investigate this Nephilim. They go on and they just start seeing all this nonsense they're just immediately turned off like, oh, 
these people must believe nonsense, you know? And I, and unfortunately I think this is, uh, there's a lot of this out there and I have lots of friends that are flat earthers, lots of friends that are into this kind of stuff. But I think a lot of these things are taking our eyes and focus off, um, some of the true things that we can and need to focus on. And, uh, and it's unfortunate, especially in these, these critical times. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to take us a shot at people who believe in flat earth. I I, I personally, half the people are friends. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I, I, I definitely just feel like it doesn't matter to me. Like I think there are bigger, bigger fish to fry. There's more important things going on. Hollow Earth is interesting to me, though. I have. I believe the Earth is hollow. Oh, you do. I have a song called Hollow. Yes. Okay, so, and that's. I do believe the Earth is hollow, and I do believe we could be in a geocentric uh, type of atmosphere or uh, world mm. or universe. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, a lot of people have been sending us more Hollow Earth stuff, and what I and, and to make maybe to make a uh, connection between the two things, let's say Satan. We get close to the truth. Satan's going to give you a little twist of something, get you off that rabbit hole. You're getting closer to the truth, and then you go down this other rabbit hole, and you think that's the truth, right? And it seems like with all these topics, you were just talking about the Nephilim, and then it turns into ancient aliens, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> right? And then it's flat earth, and then you're like, well, maybe maybe there's something true there. Maybe there's something about our earth that Satan has kept hidden from us. We don't know what it is. Maybe there is a truth there, and why does it matter in this in this war that we're in mm-hmm. well you know what is what does hollow earth matter in terms of this war you think why is that why would that be an important thing i think that it matters because if you it's much more believable that there if there are physical beings for instance uh, going back to the physical idea that i i don't lean toward but if there are physical entities or physical beings or giants I believe this it's much more plausible that that's where they live and that's where these crafts come from is actually inside our earth under our oceans not out in another planet or or other universes but if they are physical i believe they're right here on earth and always have been and uh basically inside the hollow earth sheol you know the bible talks about the uh fallen angels that are chained into the abyss for their certain time and that they will be basically released upon the the world in you know in God's timing. So these are things that align might basically tell me that this sounds like a real place, and it always is saying it's below Earth. Well, Paul says that, and so you know he says he says powers above and below. Above and below, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You look at the size, you know, if the Earth is a globe, you know, going from the globe model. I mean, the crust of the earth is not even the thickness of the skin of an orange. And so think how much we're missing of our earth. The most of our earth we've never seen, 99.9% of it we've never seen underneath it, inside of it. And so you think about how big that cavity could be. It's not just a cavity the size of a cave, for instance. I would imagine something, imagine something 10,000 miles across that was so big that it actually created its own environment, so to speak, that you could have, you know, something thousands of miles away with giving light from, you know, uh, the core of the earth or something, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that would all work, but, uh, something's there when you, yeah. When you imagine things in a much bigger, uh, space, it, it changes things. And I think that to me, that is what people are missing. People that believe in the flat earth, I think, just aren't picturing it big enough 
I just think they're picturing it much smaller than it is. I think if you pictured it, pictured a million billion times bigger than what you think it is, then would it seem flat? Or then what, you know, it would seem flat, but it would actually still be around. You know, I mean, I've got a lot of ideas and that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. You got another, you got, you got a sixth <laughs> album in your, in, in you for that one, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, it's it. There's something there. I feel like wherever there's smoke, there's fire, and then there's a lot of attention from a lot of people on that. So something's mm-hmm. something's going on. I don't know exactly what mm-hmm. it is. We're creatures focused, so we stay on the creature stuff, and uh, we don't we don't get too wild, right, Luke? Not too much. But I th- the Hollow <laughs> Earth thing's interesting, like in the sense of what was the guy that said that he saw the the aliens fighting. You know, the army in the in the underground base, yeah, and they started thinking, oh, there's a lot of deep underground military bases, yeah. and so not to rabbit trail too oh, yeah. hard, but there's a yeah. lot of stuff we don't know about that even even that our yep. government does, and I think it's interesting too that you you spoke a little bit about these entities working with governments, and that's something that we hear we hear it as, in terms of aliens that the aliens are here, we're working with them, Eisenhower met with them, we traded technology. And it's an it's interesting that that thread seems to keep being pulled. And whether you subscribe to being aliens or it's demonic entities, we may be talking about the same things. It just depends really where where that where that conversation lands. And yeah, yeah. Have you heard of the Collins Elite? No, no. So you sh- you guys have you heard of the Fall Brothers, Justin yeah, Fall yeah. and Wes Fall? We've been emailing. Okay, they yeah they they you guys should hook up They're They're a lot like you guys, you know, they, uh, and a lot like me and my brother, we all are, we should have a big uh, convention or something, but they did a, uh, a uh, documentary called higher entities. And it goes deep into the Collins elite, which is a group of supposed um, Christian researchers that were hired by the government that in the end determined that this was a demonic um infiltration of some sort so it's you should watch that documentary higher entities by the fall brothers it's really good yeah i've been messaging with them trying to trying to connect on that because a lot of people have been sending us stuff about antarctica lately and that seems like we follow kind of where the show goes and you know a lot of people coming on the show talking about seeing giants today and people say there's places where there's giants there and this Remote part of Antarctica. I don't know. It's you know. I think it's cool to have all different perspectives on, man. I think it's <laughs> awesome because you know it just it just. I, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to all the people, all kinds of different people because you're going to draw in different perspectives you never heard before when you got people you disagree with, and that's that's great. I love yeah, it. and we try to filter it all through the Bible to give people some sort of foundation. I mean, not just some sort of foundation to what we think is. <laughs> the truth to explain it all. Yeah, you're witnessing. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, I mean, I think this. Yeah, I was on. Uh... Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I was just. I just. Go ahead. <laughs> this is a great dance you guys are playing here. <laughs> no, you go. I forgot what I was going to say, so now you have to. This is a great moment, guys. <laughs> um. Oh no, I was on. Uh, I was talking about you know Joe Jordan. Have you heard of his research at the CE4 Research Group? That's another guy you should yeah. have on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just did a podcast with him on uh, Sam Tripoli's tinfoil hat podcast. Yeah. And they are far from believers, mm-hmm. which was a very interesting talk. And uh, it, it ended up having more people making comments on that episode than any in, in past history. Cause I think, I think we uh, pushed a lot of buttons there. 
Yeah, interesting. yeah, and and we get we get a lot of emails, and the and the bigger our show grows, the more one stars because people can't handle the biblical narrative. I mean, they've been, and I I understand those people because they've been through some church trauma. They've had you know a youth pastor do something lame to them or yeah. actual abuse, so they they write it all off. And yeah, the problem is is you just because you have some sort of PTSD doesn't mean you get to rewrite truth. And mm-hmm. you have to deal with your trauma and then you have to come back to the to the story and, and look at it from a different lens. And it doesn't people do that, though. And that's what we have in this culture. So it's it's a bummer. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of different people out there are searching for the same thing. They're recognizing that we live in a world that like, you know, like sin is a foreign thing. Sin and death are foreign. They shouldn't be here, you know, and we recognize this, We, but we go about changing this or trying to fix it in all these different ways. And if we can relate to people just at the recognition of what these things are, hey, why is it that all of us are bad? Why is it that all of us fall short? All of us, none of us can do what we know is right, right? Mm. We all set out the beginning of the day, to, oh, it's going to be a great day. And then we get mad at somebody that cuts in front of us and we're all mad and everything goes, you know, the other direction. So it's like, but that's all of us. It's a story of all of us that we recognize something within us that's not right. Yeah. And and the new age is going to trying to go about it one way. And, and all these people are trying to go about it from different directions. But, um, you know, when they hear the gospel message presented in the right way and it's the right timing for someone that's, there at the right moment, that's that's when it works. And that's what I think God does. God will send people to your guys' show to hear those messages and hear the things they need to hear. And sometimes it's just a matter of planting a seed, you know, a matter of just dropping that one nugget of truth that gets people to realize, oh, it finally clicks for them mm-hmm. and makes sense, you know. And and uh, that, that's what I want to be is just a link in the chain uh, for anybody who's out there in search of, of truth, basically. And we should all be in search of truth, right? If there is a truth, I often ask people that, you know, do you believe in absolute truth? And many people will say, no, there's no absolute truth. And I say, how, how sure are you of that? Are you absolutely sure? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the thing is like, there is one truth, right? And that truth should be exclusive by its pure, purest definition. There couldn't, you know, we believe the earth was created in six days. Hindus believe it was created on the back of a turtle. Evolutionists believe it was over billions of years. All three of these things can't be right. We could all be wrong, but one of them could be, there's only one way it happened, yeah. right? Yeah. So that should be the thing that we all are in search of, that one truth of our reality. And to me, the Bible, the Christian message, the gospel, recognizing, you know, the garden, the original sin, all these things t- are pieces of the puzzle. And the Bible is the glue that makes, brings all these pieces of the puzzle together to form a clear picture where we can actually recognize what's going on. We don't see it fully, but we recognize. We don't know the exact time, but we know the season. We can recognize the season. And that's what you're talking about, where we feel like something's coming. You know, and uh, I've got a song called Know the Signs that talks about that, you know, that all these groups out there recognize and they feel something in the air mm-hmm. that's changing, but we're not sure what, but we're all in anticipation for it, you know. So, um, you know, I, th- I think we live in actually amazing times that we were chosen to live in this time in era 
of reality. If you think about it, if you go all back through reality and all the history of the Bible and, and the, uh, and stories of the Bible, the fact that we're living as these things are unfolding, I mean, it's, it's incredible in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's just, and to me, it's God's grace in a way to, to make these things so no, more well known to basically externalize these things in a way, like all the secrets, the, you know, yeah. the, the cold things, all that kind of stuff. It's all been externalized. It's all out in the open now. And I think it's God's grace in a way to say, Hey, all you people that were on the fence, get off the fence because you see it now. It's so obvious that you should be able to like, you know, jump into this and really figure things out if you're, re- or at least realize that, hey, the Bible was true. These things are unfolding toward this one world thing. Well, it feels like, you know, you know, just to kind of give you some, some, some thoughts here to wrap it up. It's like my, the Bible doesn't hold your hand. It, it goes 100 miles an hour from, from the beginning. And for whatever reason, you know, we've had a, several people tell us, like, man, you guys talk about the Bible, but it never feels like preaching. And I'm fascinated. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know why churches got into this, like, preaching mode where we preach at you. But when you just tell the story as it is, going 100 miles an hour, it's yep. fascinating and you can't help but want to be a part of it. So, and that's the beauty maybe of a podcast. We're not preaching at people. We're just tell, we're just talking about the weird parts of the story. And, 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 and yeah. people latch on to that because it's like, man, that sounds like the truth. And, uh, I, I mean, I know for one, like I grew up and I got preached at six days a week. So I know what that feels like. Right. <laughs> and so it's good to, it's good to bring you on the show. Thank you for coming on and, and, and talking about these truths and hopefully people out there listening don't feel preached at because it's a it's a heavy truth, it's a heavy story and and it's just you know, you have to be able to hear the parts that you might not want to yeah. hear yeah. to make sense of of aliens, nephilim, giants, bigfoot, all these cre- creatures, all these weird stories. You know, there's a way to make sense of it all. And I think uh you you did good at uh putting that all together for us. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. And I know that not everybody's into hip hop and all that kind of stuff, but we, you know, if you're just into reading lyrics, we also have all our lyrics uh, on our website. If people check that out at destinylab.com as well, like, because I know a lot of people, you know, uh, rap music, I don't want to hear this, but dig into the lyrics, watch some videos. If you go to our YouTube, we've got dozens of of music videos that really give a, because you see a visual and the audio at the same time. And it kind of gives a bigger perspective of the things that we're talking about. So like I said, my goal isn't to necessarily preach that people already know this stuff, but to be a link in the chain for people investigating these things, to get them to investigate the word of God and, uh, and eventually become a, a believer. So. Well, Ark, thank you. What's the website where they can find you? Uh, destinylab.com is our website. And, uh, and then if you go to youtube.com forward slash destinylab, and then we also have a Patreon forward slash Destiny Lab if you want to check that out. And then I also wanted to offer if anybody does uh, order our music, we currently have four CDs available. But if you order all four albums, I'll throw in the fifth album for free, which is a download of 30 additional songs. It's 100 songs in all uh, total if you get all five of our albums. And uh, they're all about the things you guys talk about. And uh, just say you heard us on 
blurry creatures and we'll uh hook you up let's go awesome yeah awesome you have to put on your jinkos though <laughs> you know what i mean go yeah, so go back to, or is that 80s. 90s no i wore jean coats totally i had that one with the like the fur on top dude, dude. i'm talking i'm talking like the jinko jeans though was that 90s when they were like the big baggy jeans the what jinko oh oh jingo i thought you said the jean coats oh <laughs> not the jean coats <laughs> i was part of that hey, group i still well. have the i still have the one with the, with a sheep fur well, i still wear that Art. They've come back yeah. in, dude. They've come back Sometimes in. Sometimes you just gotta hold on long enough and it never leaves. <laughs> no doubt. I, I no think doubt. I think that was the nineties. It went from hammer pants to like super baggy <laughs> jeans. So that was more nineties. That's not our style. But get out okay. your Stussy shirt, Nate. Your yeah. no fear shirt. Yeah. T yeah. TNC surf. Let's go. Mau Maui and Sons. Yeah, we have a little bit we don't really have a hip OP. We don't really have a hip hop. A hip hop uh, vibe on our show. We're more like uh, synth, synths and uh, Stranger Things sounding. But uh, but for those, well, me too. People are surprised they ever find out I make rap music because I'm not a big fan of rap music to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I like it, uh, the old stuff, but the new stuff, yeah, not so much. Yeah, well, Ark, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank yeah, you for your thanks. time. Thanks for coming on. Check it anytime, yeah. guys. Check out. I, I love your guys' show and love what you guys do. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks, man. So this is Ark. Check him out. Destiny Lab is is the is the project. DestinyLab.com. And what's your podcast again? Uh, Digging for the Truth with Ark and Neo. All right. And that's uh, also available on iTunes, or if you go to my uh, YouTube, I've got a bunch of extra episodes on YouTube. I too. love it. Well, Luke, we we got to come up with our name our, our names, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to do a start stage name, yeah. man. I, I knew this stuff was too controversial. I don't want to be like you know. I know we're in trouble now. I'm missing. Dude, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna find us, Nate. Yeah, I love the little people, so it'll be somewhere in there, right, Luke? It'll be just the little people come for you, so you'll be you might be able to handle it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. elves! All right, man. All right, thanks, Art. All right, guys. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Again. God All bless. Right. Yeah. See you, See you buddy. Luke, Nate, it's funny. Been a long day. Yeah, one of the things I was gonna say is that he said something that I, actually we talked about today is that remember that there's no mistake that we are here for the time we are here. So hmm. while a lot of this stuff is deep and and some a lot of it's dark and it can give you anxiety, remember that God puts you in this time, knowing that you you were an integral part of His plan and you were able to shoulder all the stuff that's coming. And you've showed all the stuff that's already come, already come. And so there's a hope in that there's hope that you are exactly where you're supposed to be in, in on this, on this dot on a line of an eternity. And I think there's hope in that Nate, a, with all the nasty stuff and all the things that we uncover on the dark side that we know we're supposed to be exactly where we, where we are in, in, in this point of time. So well, it's funny because I was I was like walking through my backyard, feeling some of this stuff, and I and I just started thinking to myself, 
though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, I will fear no evil. And I think we're getting there again. You know, we think about, we, we've, re, we've read these Bible verses where these guys walked in the shadow of death. You know, we grew up with like, oh, that was crazy. David's a crazy guy. I think Coolio wrapped it, dude. You know? Coolio wrapped it. Yeah, man. But it was just like, it was just a thing. You know what I mean? We've we've had this detached understanding of Christianity our whole lives. We never had to put on the armor of God because we never really had any problems in terms of like spiritual problems other than like, oh, I, you know, I, I can't pay my bills or I can't, you know, get into college or, you know, that was the extent of our, our worries, right? And now we have like the whole world is, is being split into two camps, you know? We yep. have... We have actual people ready to like line you up and throw you off the boat if you don't do what they say. Yeah, it's right? happening. It's already happening. Yeah, Look at China, China. I mean, this is not a new a new thing either. I think that's the other perspective, right? Is that the world's been through this? Yeah, depending on what you believe on 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 the timeline for Earth. And I know you you brought up end time stuff. We're gonna be good, brother. We're gonna make it. Yeah, we're gonna need each other. We're gonna need you guys out there. We're building a great community, lots of good discussion on our Facebook group for members. And I just I appreciate the members, the people who sponsor the show, help Luke and I find more time to do this. Good discussion there. Lots of encouraging things and you guys are messaging us. Kind of taking us under your wing like you whatever we're doing, you enjoy it. And I just want to say thank you because you guys have been sending us a lot of just encouraging things. Giving Nate that juice. Give me the juice, man. I, yeah, that's that's the that's the downside of the juice is when you don't have the juice. Just when gotta, you just got to get more. When you got the juice, you can do anything you want. You can take a, you can make a thousand memes and and make the world laugh. But when right. you're out of juice, you're just in the corner. Everyone's like, Nate's out of juice. What, what happened? Just fill up, <laughs> just fill up his juice box. No, but everyone's great. We have a great community here. I I blurry creatures. We're coming on a year episode, uh, uh, a year, Luke, one year, one year, Nathan. This Saturday, mm-hmm. this episode is going to come out right after that. And, it's amazing; uh, it only took one year for us to figure everything out. We got it all figured out now, <laughs> dude. I'm so confused. I don't know what, <laughs> it's just it's interesting to look back and think we had no idea what we were going to, what was going to happen when we started this thing, right? Right. It's been fascinating. So if you want to be a part of what we're doing and uh, support us, help us, encourage us. BlurryCreatures.com slash members. Become a member. Go to the chat. Hear some exclusive episodes. Hear everything early and unreleased material and all the good stuff. Appreciate you guys out there listening. It's been a long year and, and a good year and a crazy year in the world. And it's good to know that we're all in this together. So with that. It's that time, mate. It's time to roll that time cop. Roll that time cop.